Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. Okay, before we meet our guest, I have to tell you about the app that has helped me get into the Word every single day. Dwell is a Bible app I've just totally fallen in love with. Their mission is inspired by the psalmist who admonishes us in Psalm 119 to hide the Word of God in our hearts. Dwell has built the most beautiful listening and reading experience for the scriptures. I personally listen to Dwell first thing in the morning when I sit down at my desk and I do some prayer journaling. And currently, I'm going through the beloved listening plan And I'm just loving the way that this allows me to get into the Word every day in a way that's specific to how I learn best. I set a reminder on my phone to pop up so I can easily just open the app and hop into my listening plan. I also love that they have scripture playlists, like ones based on mood, so you can find something from the Lord no matter what you're feeling. One of the coolest things about Dwell is their new read-along experience. And if you've ever seen Apple Music's lyrics feature, then that's exactly what you can expect from read-along with Dwell. Gorgeous backgrounds, big bold text that scrolls as the narrator reads to you. I'm telling you, you've got to try it and I think you're going to love it. So go to dwellapp.io forward slash wildconfidence to get 10% off of a yearly subscription or 33% off of Dwell for Life. Ryan Broussard is my friend and founder and CEO of Pace Fitness, which specializes in making fitness a priority for anyone and everyone, no matter their current lifestyle or pace. In her own personal life, fitness has remained a priority, but it's often you know, been adjusted according to what season she's in, what pace she's at, and what goals she wants to achieve. Knowing that she was not the only person with life challenges clashing with fitness, pace was designed with each client in mind. All programs are created to fit into any lifestyle and met at any pace. Let's hop into our conversation with Ryan, and she has a little treat for you, so stay tuned till the end so you can hear about it. Ryan, welcome to Wild Confidence. How are you today? I'm so good. What are you What are you doing today? What's your day like with them um, as a mom of four that has owns her own company and all that? <laughs> well, that's uh, the mom hustle is something fierce, and mm-hmm. um, being in the South, I think there's an added fierceness involved. Even though I don't really. Um, partake in all of that the pressures of like being a good southern mom Mm -hmm, Um, yeah yeah so I choose to not uh, partake in that so we literally just survive um (laughs) get them to school praise the lord this is the first year that all four of those children are in school so yeah super easy just to get them off to school and then start my day and go through calls, go through calls with clients, and doing all of the things that a business owner does all before 2.30 when the bell rings, and I pick them back up. I think I would die. Most I think I would sure die. Most days I feel like I am. Yeah. It, well, it's so funny, because you and I are real friends, like, in, in real life. Like, we, we actually um, hang out, and you talk to right. my mom all day, every day, pretty much on Marco Polo. 
Right. And um, it's always funny whenever we are like somewhere and something breaks and you're like, yeah, that was probably mine. That was probably my kid. Whatever, 100%. whatever happened, that was probably mine. <laughs> I mean, the odds are pretty high with four kids. So. <laughs> that's true. I'm like, oh, that's me. I love them so much. And they're so like, just, I love how social they are. I feel like all of them are pretty social. Very social. I mean, they have two social parents, so I think they just kind of, it's in them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not an introvert in sight in y'all's house. No. That's so funny. Okay, so I want to hear about the time between drop off and pick up. Can you tell us about <laughs> Pace and and what it is and why you started it? All right. Well, Pace Fitness, um, it technically was started about seven years ago. And at the time, I was only doing like run coaching on the side, weight loss coaching, um, friends and family. Like people would just hit me up and say, hey, I know you like to work out. I know you like to run. Can you help me? And I'm like, actually, I can because I'm certified for those things. And mm. so I'd write plans um, alongside of always kind of testing out what I was doing. Um, and so it kind of did that for, like I said, about seven years. And then when quarantine hit, um, decided to kind of launch it out because everything I had been doing was always virtual, if you will, anyways. You know, it was always through text message, like, oh, how'd you do on today's run? Or, you know, checking in and everything with clients. And so I was like, oh, hey, this is the perfect time to like really launch this out here. And it completely blew up. Like it took off and we're in like nine different states already. So um, yeah, it was just, I think the timing was good. A lot of people are like, why in the world would you launch a business? in a pandemic, but for me, <laughs> everybody was at home anyways and needing uh, workouts that you could do from home because uh, gyms were closed and everything like that. So it just, it really worked out well. So I'm not mad at the pandemic, you know? No kidding. That was, it set you up for success right. pretty easily. Right. It was, it's pretty awesome. So yeah, this homebound thing isn't, isn't a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, and and you really started this just because the demand was there. It kind of came right. to you. Right. The demand huh. was definitely there. It was um I mean pre- I coach anyone. Um I do have some males that I coach, but I primarily coach females. And um I don't know, I think just walking through different seasons of my life, circling back to the question of like why I started it. Um I feel like there's so many things that I've walked in my life that I kind of hit every single feeling that a woman who desires a better fitness goal or a weight loss goal, like anything that they feel or go through, I've already been there. And so Mm -hmm. if I can just take then my knowledge and experience from all of that and help somebody and propel them into their fitness goals and their weight loss goals, then, you know it is for that reason. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. And in this process or in life, I mean, you're speaking directly to these pain points, right? You're speaking exactly how you said, I've already experienced these things that women are walking through as far as, um, wanting to achieve these goals, maybe encountering some self-doubt, maybe encountering some limiting beliefs or, um, a lack of confidence. Yes. Is there, was there a time in your life where you didn't 
feel confident? Oh, man. I feel like that, if you were to ask my husband, uh, he would say that that is like an ongoing, a daily struggle for me. You know, I have to mm-hmm. continuously remind myself of who I am and whose I am um, in order to feel confident and to truly know because, I mean, as you know, and, and we share the same beliefs and, and faith, like we have, we're fighting an enemy and that enemy wants us to self-doubt, wants us to self-destruct and only comes to steal, kill and destroy. So I feel like in specific situations, yeah, it was way worse um, as far as confidence level or feeling like oh, I'm just not enough or, and, you know, once I got married, I, I don't know if you feel this way, but it's kind of like, we only have one person's eye to catch. And so, you know, there is a lot, he does not put any pressure on me to look a certain way or be a certain thing, but that is always as a female on my mind, I'm like, man, I, you know, I want to look good for my husband and I want to yeah. look good in my clothes and I want to look good, not in my clothes. So, um, you know, that's always mm-hmm. kind of something that I not struggle with. I just have to continuously remind myself, you know, that as long as I'm putting in the work, then I can be confident and I can feel good in my clothes and out of my clothes. Yeah. A lot of people feel good when they look good. Right. And granted, our, you know, confidence shouldn't be coming just from our physical appearance, but it helps. Like no one can deny that it helps whenever you are feeling your most confident. Like I, I have, you know, my specific like goal, that, you know, I, I know that this size, I feel the most confident when I'm that size. Right. It just happens to be that way. Right. And I don't Usually, know if that's like society, you know, from little on, we're kind of taught mm-hmm. it's our physical appearance and they go hand in hand with confidence. And so when you don't look good, you're not confident. Or if you don't, you're not this size, you're not confident. And I think there's the society like pressures, but once, once I think you mature enough to where you realize, okay, I can be happy at this weight or I can be happy at whatever size I am, but then still have those healthy goals of what you're desiring for your fitness yeah, and, I and think, health journey. I think that's what it is for me is like, I know I'm usually the most healthy when I am, like when I'm the most healthy version of myself, I happen to be this size. That's the one right. that I'm most active in. I feel most comfortable in being active. I'm eating right. Like I think that my body nat- wants, that's its natural place, right? Oh, 100%. Um, but then yeah, obviously and, I mean, some crazy things happen. Right. But I always talk to that. It's like I know of a time I walked through um, an eating disorder. And so I know there was a time where I was my thinnest. And Mm. I'm so honest about that. I hated myself the most. So it has Mm. nothing to do with size. Like it it is totally inward. And um, yeah, because I I mean, definitely at my thinnest was when I was the least confident and hated myself the most. So it has nothing to do with size. Yeah. And I think you're not alone in that kind of journey of, yeah. Um, disordered eating or, or an eating disorder. So that was, that must have been, I mean, that sounds like your lowest, the lowest low kind of when it comes to self-confidence. Would you, does that feel true? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. 
So can you tell us a little bit more about that and maybe what the turning point was that kind of brought you out of it? Yes, I actually, um, well, the turning point is I needed medical help. So um, I went through um, an eating disorder, like rehab, um, that was several months long inpatient. And um, so that is what um, I had a sweet, sweet friend. Um, I grew up across the street from him and um, he brought it to my attention that there was going to be some some medical help that was going to be needed. So, so thankful for those true friendships that are like, Hey, get yourself together. This is not who God made you to be. And this is Mm -hmm. not who you should be. Um, so that was the turning point, but, um, I developed a disordered eating habit, I guess you should say, or like a, um, an unhealthy emotional detachment from food because mine was um anorexia and so you know with staining and withholding food or trying to calculate okay I'm only gonna have this much so that I can survive but then um nothing else and deplete my body um kind of came from I I was in collegiate sports and had a coach that really focused a lot on our body fat which I still use to this day. I still like body composition because I, I don't think that the scale is always the uh, truth bearer of what things are and what they look like. And so I do use body composition. I just use it in a healthier <laughs> form now. Um, but yeah, it was just trying to get, and I mean, you're a teenager at this point and yeah. you're trying to get your body to the lowest body fat percentage, which it's already low as a teenager anyways. And, um, so yeah, that's kind of where that, that was birthed from. And I adapted that and gosh, lived like that for a couple of years and definitely with help and intervention, it, you know, helps heal you. I think there's some other things that needed to be looked at to heal, but that's not to say that those triggers or those those things, you know, like we talked about earlier with the enemy, it's like those things do still loom in the shadows and want to tempt me out and say like, Hey, you know, you could get down to this weight or you could get down to this body fat percentage if you just didn't eat for this long. And look, I'm a huge believer in fasting. I know the benefits from it, but, and there's a clear distinction between fasting and starving. So, um, I think just once you learn those healthy habits and look, it's hard. We all grow up in different households, different cultures. So we might be using our mom's, you know, habits with eating and health and they might not be the best, but it's her experience. And, you know, that plays a lot into it. And then just adapting other people's views, I think is something that we all kind of fall into. Um, yeah, it just, it needs to be a healthy and a mindful way of fueling your body. And that was something that I needed to learn. You know, your story of the collegiate, um, what am I trying to say? Collegiate (laughs) athlete. (laughs) Um, I'm like, kind of reminds, yeah, athletics, (laughs) athletics. That's what I'm trying to find. It reminds me of whenever I was in high school, I think I was like a junior, uh, I must've been a junior, junior, senior, whatever. I don't know. 
but it was like coming into basketball season and we were like starting to do our workouts. It was like one of our first practices. And I remember my coach being like, all right, you know, I know y'all didn't work out this summer, so we're going to work out hard. And I spoke up because I had just competed in the um, Miss Teen Louisiana Mm -hmm. or Miss Teen whatever pageant. So it was like a national pageant that I had trained all summer for. And so I was like, not me. Like, I've been working hard. I lost some weight. Like, I'm ready. You know, and I wasn't saying it to be boastful. I was just like, no, you know, we haven't all been lazy. Like, let's, let's not have that attitude. And he goes, oh, yeah, how much weight did you lose? And I was like, shoot, like 15 pounds which I did not need to lose that much. But right. he literally in front of the whole team goes, oh, 10 more wouldn't hurt. Wow. Can you believe he said that? No. I. It was like, you know how in like movies, how like whenever two people are about to fight, everyone's standing in a circle and then the whole circle steps back and it's just them two? <laughs> well, That's I literally, literally felt that. Like as you said it, I'm like, I felt something – in me, like I want to punch him for you. I mean, that's what happened. The uh, whole group took a step back, and it was just he and I. And I was like, "What?" Right. So, um, I'm pretty sure I said something very sassy, and I think I, <laughs> and um, I think I sat on the bench for the rest of the season. <laughs> you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it for a comment like that. I just that's something I'm I'm very passionate about as far as you know being a coach. I got to be a coach this year for my two youngest. They get to play on the same team and uh, for basketball. And so I got to coach them. And it was so funny because Blake, my husband, kept telling me he was, I would come home and I'm like, man, it was practice. And he's like, babe, it's not that serious. They're like five and six year old girls. Like, who cares? (laughs) Yeah, but it is so serious to me. Like, it's such a passion for me because I know what what the position of a coach holds in, in, in athletes' minds. And even though they're five and six and look, we did not have the most athletic team ever out there. We were doing gymnastics instead of dribbling the ball. Um, (laughs) The struggle was real, but I knew that for three hours out of the week, you know, they were looking to me and I, I was with them and I was, I, it was my privilege to be a model of, hey, I am a healthy female and I'm going to educate you on how to play a game. And, um, you know, it wasn't just about the skill of basketball for these girls, mm-hmm. for me, you know? And, and so it was kind of like, they're listening and soaking up everything I was saying or doing. And I mean, even, even at that age, it was just so crazy to me. You know, if I said something was silly or whatever, then they were like, oh, we're not doing that. Because yeah. my, my coach thought that that was silly or my coach thought this. And so um, I don't know. I, and I don't know if it comes from that, having a, a coach and an experience that that he was not breathing words of life. And, and if anything, putting on us that, you know, this was ideal and this is what you needed to look like. And this is, you know, it's, it's who got playing time. If our yeah. body fat was low enough, we got to play in the game. So we're all just like wow. competing to get this low body fat so that we can play in the game. Like so warped, but yeah, I think that's what made me feel like, okay, so as a coach, I need to be this example of what's good and not say things like, Hey, Ainsley, 10 more pounds. What do you think? 
You want to do more? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, how do these people not realize the power in their words? I I agree. I mean, it, it truly blows my mind. Right. It, it blows my mind that um, because that one comment can lead 100%. to disordered eating or an eating disorder. Right. Like, <clears throat> that's exactly the kind of thing that a teenage girl needs to hear to send her straight to the scale. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ryan is being incredibly gracious right now and offering a code for 20% off of everyone who takes advantage of her program in the next month. So put code WILD20 in as you check out for one of her programs to receive a little bit of a discount only because you came from this podcast. That is so cool. And I think you are going to absolutely love her. And gosh, that's just so kind. It's so kind of her to gift us with that discount code. So show her some love and check it out. So, I mean, you, I know you personally, and I know that you have an air of confidence about you. And I just want to know, you know, what are some tools that help you stay confident now that you have been free from that disordered eating and eating disorder? Yeah, I think a huge one for me is um, to not fall in the trap of comparison. Like, mm for anything. And I mean, I, I'm a highly competitive person by nature and I want to win at everything. And, um, that can be good at times, but it can also lead you down a path of, you know, I mean, just simple things looking at Facebook and saying, Oh wow, look at her cute outfit. And let me compare, like, I don't wear cute clothes like that, or I don't look like her or, I mean, it's just, it's a huge thing to practice daily. Like, being happy for someone else's success, which is good. That's easy. I mean, it's easy when it's our friends, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But to also be happy for those, you know, who maybe have not been so great to us or, you know, maybe somebody out there, like you just, you have to be happy for them and not compare yourself to someone else. Um, That was like game changer for my confidence because if you're constantly looking at everyone else, in comparison, like you're just, you're always going to fall short unless you're comparing to somebody, you know, that you are better than in a certain area or anything like that. But that's a, that's a trap in it in and it of itself. So it's like just zero comparison, run, run in your lane, stay in your lane and just cheer for others along the way. So that's a huge tool. I feel like, um, in practicing it, I notice, um, in being a mom, and teaching these things to my kids. Um, that's a huge one. You know, like I had that conversation with my youngest who's in kindergarten the other day, like she was kind of, I guess now the word is bullying. Um, like this girl had kind of bullied her into feeling, um, less than because she didn't make this reading goal or something. And so they didn't get the prize. And so she was left out and And she felt really sad. And I said, yeah, but this was just maybe her way. I said, you don't know what she's going through, but also she made it. And maybe nobody's congratulating her and maybe nobody's supporting her. And so she, in a boastful way, put you down and and left you out, said you couldn't be involved in this. Um, But, you know, you can't, you can't compare it. And and I'm trying to like reason with this little kindergartner and then I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I need to like learn from my own words here. Like I need to practice that because there's going to be times where 
I'm going to want to compare myself. And then there's also going to be times when there's somebody else that needs to hear the congratulations and needs to be cheered on. And, and so it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, so I'm trying to teach her, but then I'm also like, Hey, that's good. I need to be confident in who I am and what I'm doing and just strive to be better, (laughs) strive to make that next goal because it's my goal. It's not hers. I don't need to make her goal, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I would say and it's definitely like, the comparison thing is is huge and a tool for confidence. Yeah, and, and it's funny that we compare so much because we don't ever compare to the full story because we never really no, know it. We don't know at all what they walked through or what, yeah. the, what the process was to get there. We only see them, you know, at their best or when it's yeah. been accomplished. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge, huge thing. I think, um, refreshing my mind, renewing my mind in the word and reminding myself, like I said, like whose I am, um, that's a huge thing for me. I start my day that way with my affirmations. That's a huge tool and benefit that, I mean, even my kids do. And, you know, I alter them. I I look at what I'm saying over myself. Um, I know that you've talked a lot on this podcast about, um, you know, self-talk and things like that. So, yeah, you know, it's powerful. What we say to ourselves is so big. And so I want to make sure that my affirmations and what I'm saying is very intentional and it aligns mm-hmm. with God's word. So that's another huge tool for me is just daily affirmations and um, finding the, the truth that pairs with that affirmation. Yes, like scripture-based affirmations. Right. Yeah, I love that. And I want to circle back to what you said about celebrating other people and how that's like directly, um, you know, fighting comparison. Whenever you're congratulating your friends or celebrating your friends, you you don't really have room for comparison usually because it's comparison is so such a um, feeling out of uh, either guilt or shame or something like that. And whenever you're celebrating someone else, you don't truly celebrating someone else you don't really have those because you have joy you you know you're excited and I was just thinking like earlier today I remember I forget I guess a couple of my friends have just done some incredible things lately and I'm like I'm such a fan of theirs like I'm genuinely a fan of theirs and I was like it's so funny I'm like fangirling over my friends but I feel like you fangirling over your friends will end comparison Yes, I think so too. It's just, I mean, you want to be an encourager and a cheerleader by nature because who doesn't need one of those in their life? You know, even, yeah. I was just told the other day, um, a friend of mine was just like, I have this friend who lives a life full of significance, you know, and she does amazing things, but God has gifted her with a totally different skill set then he's gifted anyone else. And so she's thriving in that area. And this other friend had just said, well, gosh, you must just always feel like, you know, the, the little side friend who is like geeking over her friend and, and supportive. And I was like, wait, but yeah, I am, but I'm not this like side friend. Like, don't, don't demean it. I was like, I'm doing my own things. I'm living my own life of significant significance over here. Like, but that yeah. doesn't mean that I can't turn and say like, hey, way to go. You're doing great and super excited for you. Or how can I help, you know, get this out even greater? How can I help 
your lane. Like I, I just, I don't know. I think when you focus on, it's just a separate skill set, right? We're all gifted in different areas. And so as long as I'm using my, my gifts to become better and to better others around me, then I'm doing my job, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So let's say someone's, I mean, listening to this and they're like, well, I mean, I kind of feel like that side friend. I feel like I don't really have a life of significance. Like what, what's something that you might say to them? I would say first, you know, sit kind of sit with God in that and, and ask him to kind of guide you on what is your specific purpose? You know, a lot of times we can fall into that trap of feeling less than or the the side person or whatever the case may be. But that's just because you're not focused on what your purpose is and what that process is to get there. So I think really kind of reevaluating where you're going. You know, I'm a huge fan of goals, obviously, and not just my my job, but also personally, like if there's if there's not a goal that you're continuously striving to better yourself, then yeah, you're gonna fall into that trap of like, oh man, I'm less than or I'm not doing a good job. But when I know that I'm on my path to to serving my purpose and fulfilling my purpose, then there's just no time for that. Yeah. That's good. I like that. And the the ways that you already mentioned that you are able to really discover that and cling to that is getting into the word and talking to the Lord and replacing those limiting beliefs with uh, gospel affirmations, gospel centered truths or something like that. Um, I love that. So I'm thinking back on like Ryan in college, like what advice would you give to Ryan in college? Oh, sweet little Ryan in college. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Goodness. Um, I would just tell her, man, I just wish she would have known who she was, you know, like Mm -hmm. truly know daughter of a king who had such a great purpose and plan. And hey, it's not going down the path of comparison or not going down the path of body fat percentage or anything like that. It definitely is a, I mean, he promises a full life, a full life of hope and purpose and love. And so I don't know, had I, had I really grasped onto that truth and focused on that, I think it would have been totally different. Um, mm. You know, I just think ooh, ourselves at the college age, it's a tough one. We're trying to figure out what we want to do for the rest of our lives because we're told like, hey, pick this degree or pick this school or pick this man. Um, and that's what your life is going to be like, or this is what it's going to look like forever. And it's like, no, there's actually a bigger picture. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And it's crazy to me that we have to make all those decisions so oh, <laughs> I know. I don't know why they do that. I mean, are like, I knew really nothing. using our degrees? Yeah. I'm like. Truly. I know nothing. Truly. Yeah. I knew nothing. And let me tell you, life experience can teach you far more than any university can. Just saying. Yeah. And yeah, I am one of those that, you know, 
the free spirit. You don't have to go to school. <laughs> I'm like, you can learn on the job training and you can, you can just I, get your way. I kind of agree. Yeah. I'm like, oh I'm, truly most of the things like I didn't learn about lead magnets or whatever in college, like, yeah. which are all the things that I need. Yeah. But I do know how to start a radio station there from my know. mass communications right. degree that I'm Thank never going to use that information. Never. I'm never going to use that information. Yeah. But I, I think it's funny that you kind of alluded to this earlier, but like, it's like the older that you get, the more confident you can be because you yeah. really become self-accepting. And I have heard, so I'm 30. I just turned 30 in December. And I've heard that the 30s are the best because you don't have those question marks usually kind of lingering, right? Like, what am I passionate about? What am I doing? You may have some, but most of those questions have kind of been answered. So would you agree or what are are your thoughts on that? I'm just curious what what you think. I mean, I am already like mourning my 30s and I'm only 36. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, but it's almost over. And then I'm like, wait, somebody give me something to hold on to for the 40s, okay? But yeah, I think the 30s are just, I mean... They're finally, you're living as you, I feel like, you know, your twenties, you're kind of living for anyone and everybody else. And once you get that behind you, oh my goodness. Like, I don't know. Thirties are where it's at. I love the thirties and I want to stay here Love to hear it. Yeah. Love (laughs) to hear it. (laughs) You got 10 years in there. So, hey. I'm just knocking on the door. That's right. Let's just make, (laughs) make it the best decade. Um, I just feel like you're, you're so much more confident in you. You've, you've kind of learned your way through and accepted who you are and and liked it. That's another huge part. You got to like it. You got to like yourself, who you became. And guess what? If you don't like yourself and you don't like who you became, you get to change it. You have that power. So get to changing it. It's really cool when you can like yourself and go through life. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) No kidding. Literally transformational. Absolutely. Right. So how can we, in this season that you're in right now, I mean, you've given us, you know, such great advice and wisdom and the best thing we know to do is pray for you. And that's how we can kind of give back. Um, how can we pray for you right now? Oh, wow. Okay. You can just pray <laughs> favor um, over pace um, specifically, like a lot of people don't know this and now I guess they will, but, um, pace has been a dream in my heart for a long time that it would be a sustainable and functional company, not only changing women's lives, but also to be a pocket that God can reach into at any time, uh, to bless other people and to change their lives. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want this and, and it is this already, a huge outlet, um, to financially change people's lives. So not only, you know, yes, as a a client, your life is changing and your body is transfer is transforming and you're, you know, adapting healthy lifestyles. But, um, from the business side of it, it's, it's there to write the big checks. It's there to help the people in our community. It's there to change lives financially for people. So, Um, It's just an outlet of generosity. And so I just ask continued favor on it. And I pray over that 
daily, that it's just continued to be used as an outlet of generosity. Um, you can also pray for my family. Um, we are in the sweetest season I've ever experienced thus far. The baby years, you can have them. I don't, <laughs> I don't like those years. I, I think people think I'm weird because I'm like, oh man, I don't like babies. And they're like, you have four of them. <laughs> but I'm like those are just hard years you know you're just surviving and you're just living and getting through it and I don't like to just get through things I like to live them and be adventurous and now my family is finally that age where we can all enjoy each other and yeah do we do they fight and they're crazy sometimes for sure but um just the sweetness of my family right now because I know we're we're knocking on the door of a season uh, that typically gets a bad rap. You know, we're going to have four teenagers at the same time, all in mm-hmm. high school at the same time. So, um, yeah, I'm just, just continued love over my family. Um, yeah. We, we are enjoying each other. So always praying for that and always praying yeah. that, you know, we know our purpose and that we're actually fulfilling that in God's will. Um, yeah. That's how you can pray for me. You got it. And where can we um, hang out with you online, connect with you, and learn more about Pace? Yes, social media, um, Facebook and Instagram, at Pace My Fitness is where you can find me and follow. Um, and then I, I have a website too, www.pacemyfitness.com. There's client questionnaires on there if you want more information or want to see if you know we're the right fit for you. Um, so yeah. Head on over there and let's figure something out. I love it. I'm so excited for you. And I um, just can't wait to see where Pace goes and all the things that you are up to. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you. So you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.